Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The VGK win streak ends at four games as Cal Gary scores four goals in the third period in a 7-2 romp over the Golden Knights at the Fortress last night. Hi again, everyone. Tony Cardasco along with Chris Golick. We come to you each and every day, Monday through Friday, from Las Vegas. Locked on VGK is where to find us on Twitter. He is at TD Chris G. I am at Tony Dasco. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. And happy St. Patrick's Day one and all And please, especially here on the roadways in Southern Nevada, in Las Vegas, be careful out there and use ride share. Don't drink and drive. That's all we have to say. And so we have seen this act before, Chris. VGK off of a successful road trip, and they come back home with no energy whatsoever. None last night, like the losses to St. Louis when they returned off the road. You alluded to this yesterday, Uh, the Ranger game when they came back off of a road swing and uh, the game last night tied up at two apiece before Cal Gary scores five consecutive goals for their first win ever at the fortress. And we talked about uh, as well yesterday about Cal Gary's lack of scoring. Well, they broke out last night, but they did score goals in every which way. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, this was as much of a trap sandwich as mm-hmm. I've ever seen. And I put it out there, just looking at the odds for the game, the Flames have been doing well. The Golden Knights have been doing very well. Yet it was basically a toss-up as far as the odds went. You had 80%, according to covers, of the American betting public riding the Golden Knights. Yet the line was a toss-up. That right there tells you exactly what was happening. So <clears throat> the odds makers knew what was coming last night. And I guarantee you, Vegas and uh, the other sports books all across the country absolutely clean house on that game. So the the clues were there, right? We knew the clues were there before we even looked at the odds. So <clears throat> let's not overthink this one. Yes, they did come back off of the road trip. The travel schedule was a bit wonky, but so what? That doesn't matter. The team definitely needs to show up because in the playoffs, these games are going to be just as difficult and there could be some strange travel come playoffs, especially if you wind up playing, you know, a team from the Midwest, you know, in the second round or the conference finals or even in the first round. So we're not going to chalk that up as an excuse or anything like that. Credit the flames. I mean, let's not go too far without, you know, telling the flames, good job. Um, Their job on the, on the penalty kill, I thought was phenomenal. VGK had four very timely, according to Bruce Cassidy, four very timely power plays and, they couldn't break through. They could not break through at all. It reminded me of uh, that lone power play against the Hurricanes where, um, I mean, credit Daryl Sutter, I guess. They had their forward always behind the VGK puck carrier, so they couldn't dump the puck back to get that speed going. And VGK didn't have a second, you know, a secondary or a third outlet to, uh, you know, get speed across neutral zone. And uh, now they're at 500 the VGK, a.k.a. the Pacific Passengers, because uh, they were passengers in the game last night, and they need to figure out what's happening with the Pacific and how they're going to prepare moving forward. And Daryl Sutter, credit him, 
also for shuffling his lines last night. And I didn't know this, but uh, I was watching the Calgary feed for a little bit. Uh, Kelly Rudy's on there, very entertaining and sharp. Uh, but Markstrom, um, for the month of March, he is the leader in saves with 214 now, but just 19 shots on goal for the VGK and the Golden Knights. And again, I, you know, I was kind of laughing when Cassidy said a couple of weeks ago, oh, yeah, we have Cal Gary three times, right? And we better be prepared for that. So he knows what's up with uh, the Calgary Flames. are going to face him one more time. I want to talk about Paul Cotter getting into his first NHL scrap. Very timely. Did it wake up? I didn't know that was his first. Interesting. Yeah, that was his very first fight in the NHL. Um, And how do you think he fared against uh, Troy Stetcher? I mean, he did fine. He took a pretty big blow in the fight. But otherwise, it was fine. I mean, it was... It was necessary, right? Uh, Calgary just got that second goal, and it wasn't like he was out there looking for it. Just there was a hit, and then, you know, boys will be boys. Uh, Cotter takes a slash to the legs. He doesn't like it. You get to stare down for a second, and uh, off the boys went. So I thought it was good timing. I thought it was nice that it was in front of the VGK bench to get him going. Uh, Cassidy did mention that in the press, or his words, uh, not the two guys you might expect in that circumstance, but I mean, who does VGK have to fight in this circumstance, right? I mean, it's Paul Cotter. Like, who else? Braden McNabb's not a good fighter. Um, uh, we saw what Alec Martinez did when he tried to drop the gloves. Howden, Howden can throw, I think, if he needs to. But uh, outside of that, there's not a whole lot of uh, meat right now on the bone for the VGK as far as that department goes. I mean, you know, you're missing three important players, definitely two in the physical departments, simply in Will Carrier. He called him Carrier and, last night. He did. He did. And uh, and Coley. So, you know, we'll see how soon uh, one or both of them are ready to come back. It seems like uh, Nick Wah is actually going to be the, the next one that's going to emerge from uh, from our injury cocoon right now. And that'll be certainly a good help. And, you know, rough game last night, but um, so be it. Uh, back to your comments about the division. So uh, someone, I forgot who, I don't know if it was Ken or Jesse, but someone did ask uh, Cassidy, hey, is there more to it? What's going on with uh, – with the Pacific right now. And, you know, Cassie didn't have a good answer. He tried, you know, but he was very clear. He didn't have he didn't, the answer. He didn't want to answer. He did not want to answer. Well, he, but he doesn't have the answer. Like there, he doesn't want to answer, nor does he have the answer. And or was he frustrated with that question? <laughs> he was. And that's good. I'm glad someone did ask the question. I mean, it's a question that needs to be asked, but Bruce Cassidy is the only difference right now. All of our assistants are still, still the same. I'm assuming the bulk of our scouts are still the same. The the John footage. Stevens, John Stevens knows the Pacific. Yeah, very well. Yeah, right. There you go. Kings. Exactly. So point being is and all and a lot of the players know the Pacific pretty well, too. So, you know, I don't know if it's a Cassidy thing or if Cassidy's not using the tools around him to prepare, maybe is the terminology that I'd use for this. A lot of hits last night, uh, 60 of them, 39, uh, 37, rather to 23 in favor of Calgary. Not I surprising. just found it. I just found it ironic, though, between uh, periods after the second period, Riley Smith was the guest because he scored a goal and uh, on the local feed. And Riley Smith was saying, yeah, we're going to wear them down in the third period. He said we were starting to wear down their defensemen uh, there in the second with our forecheck. And we feel like we can wear them down in the third period. What? And what about that collision between Cotter and Zadorov? Holy smoke. Yeah, that was that was a good one. Time. That was a good one. What was it like live? It was it was big. It was uh, you know, it got the crowd off their feet and stuff and it was exciting and it was uh, 
it was fun, right? It was interesting to see. And I think Cotter gets the hit, right? I mean, they probably credited both of them, but I think Cotter should get the hit on that one. They should each get a half a hit. But they there arrived at the very same time. And I don't know who hit whom, but it was a good collision. Uh, Cassidy said after the game that VGK got into their own way. Um, they lost the net front battles. So why is it okay and to sort of celebrate when the puck goes off of the visor of a VGK player or off of a Carlson skate? But okay, but then it's it's not okay though if it happens with the opponent and the the puck goes off Quick's noggin off of a Petrangelo uh, stick. Why is that from from behind the net? Why is that okay? It was wacky. It was just one of those but, many. You know, like you know what I'm saying. It's contradictory because they're like they celebrate. Oh, what a great goal! Went off his visor. Okay, but then it happens against VGK, and now it's like. Oh, man, all the bad breaks, uh, the knuckle puck, you know, on the first goal from Uyghur. Quit it. Just quit it, man. I'm sorry. The only break I will say that was a bad break in this game was, I think, goal number four for the Flames. Calgary is icing the puck down the boards, and the ref is probably where he's supposed to be. I mean, he was a little bit out from the boards, but I think he was in the right spot. And it hit his shin pad and created a breakaway for the Flames. And that's bad luck. But that's also going to happen. That's part of the game. The refs are human. It's the human element of the game. As far as everything else, just, like, give the Flames credit for showing up and, you know, dog the the Golden Knights for not showing up. I mean, sure, it's easy to write the narrative about the travel schedule and everything. And they're home, but so what? Cannot wait for WTF. Well, I will say, you you made it this long, but um, William Carlson was... Exactly. William Carlson was actually touted pretty well in the in the post game, especially by Ryan Wallace for having a good game, being the best VGK on the ice even. And what I thought he, he had a good game. Like, he missed the net repeatedly again. He should have had. And he, he could have had four goals over. Last and he kept turning the puck over. What did he do? Am I watching a different game? Um, credit. The, listen, both goals he was heavily involved in, especially the Riley Smith goal. He made a real that nice was a move. Shot. It was a shot. He was behind the nets. You was behind the net. You stop it. That was uh, that was one of the panded shot passes or whatever. I don't know. Whatever. You got the puck. See, this is where if you were if you were better prepared, you would have thrown the puck across the screen now and said, "Whoa!" <laughs> uh, Barbashev and Theodore minus three. Theodore's having a rough. He's having a rough go of of things lately. The last couple of games, especially. Definitely. Not very well. Yeah. No doubt. It's bad game. Bad game. And- yeah, and VGK uh, had a streak of points in nine games in a row at home. Uh, they also had a three-game home win streak. And for the Vegas uh, Golden Knights, Zach Whitecloud, after the game, said that the team needs to refocus. Boy, he was really in the dumps. He said no excuses because of the travel. There's none. So don't even use that as a narrative, although everyone else was. But our teams, teams are going to start roughing it up against VGK that's very evident right now and they know that this is the way to beat the Golden Knights they do that's why Zach Whitecloud is going to be, wear a letter for this team sometime in his career assuming he doesn't get shuffled off at some point but Zach Whitecloud will be one of the leaders of this team out you know when there's a turning over of the guard so to speak um you like Whitecloud he's very honest I enjoyed my time with him at the at the Golden Knights gala got some real good you know straight up answers from him and you know, he's going to take the accountability. And, you know, Cassidy, he made some real great comments post game. This is where, you know, you, someone might, he, he said Mark Stone will carry her and uh, Nick Wah are missed because they're challenging people on the bench. They're not calling him out and saying, uh, hey, how no, dare you turn that no, puck over? Not even that. It's just, again, the narrative. 
injured players come into play every stinking time. They well, lose. he wasn't saying he wasn't blaming. I get the that he was. He wasn't about, blaming us. He was talking about their leadership. Yes. But again, again, it's their leadership, but they're not there on the bench. Why? Because they're out due to injury. Fair. And it just comes back to that over and over again. Get over it because they were playing very, very well without those parts. Okay. And the Flames aren't a great team. They beat they beat a lot better teams than the Flames. No doubt. And and the Flames couldn't score coming in. We're crying out loud. Okay. So coming up next, we will talk about the Blue Jackets game coming up on Sunday. That'll be a matinee before the Canadian trip. We'll talk about all that when we return right here on Locked On Golden Knights. In the NBA, each team has, what, about a dozen games to go now, and it is the perfect time to download FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet does not win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It is safe, it's secure, and it's super easy to use. And you can bet on everything from the money line to the point scores to three-pointers that are drained. We like to bet on the money lines, of course, the spread, and the totals. The totals are so much fun, and there's so many more exclusive bets. Plus, FanDuel even lets you uh, combine all of your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss your chance to get the no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more, make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the National Basketball Association. Welcome back to Locked On Golden Knights. Hey, folks, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. That is Locked On Golden Knights. And, of course, you get uh, all this comedy for free if you just subscribe there. So do that on the daily and leave all of your terrific comments, particularly about me. Uh, So, again, VGK plays a Blue Jacket team coming up on Sunday. And this is before they depart on the Canadian trip at Vancouver. And then uh, they will take on uh, Calgary on the road. And then the Oilers. Oilers is a very strange situation because they play the Oilers in Edmonton and then they come back home uh, to take on the Oilers here. Um, We recall that VGK had to top the Blue Jackets earlier. That was the, uh, the Paul Cotter shootout goal. As uh, we all recall, uh, one of your trade deadline favorites, uh, Boone Jenner, is doing pretty well. Johnny Goudreau had a goal as well in that meeting, 62 points on the season, I think, for Goudreau. Uh, But this is a must-lose situation for the Columbus Blue Jackets. It's a must-lose situation. They're in the the hunt for Connor Bedard. And darn it, man, they've got a three-point lead you know, against San Jose, and they want to secure that bottom spot to improve their chances of getting Connor Bedard. I mean, Michael Hutchinson, I think, has got to be the chalk to uh, be the goalie on Sunday, too, right? I mean, this is uh, what a what a year. Like, of all the wackiness, now you can put another funny thing into the blender that quick, we're probably going to face Michael his, Hutchinson. And, and quick against his former team. Yes, 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 revenge game, exactly. I mean, in what world are we living in where we might get a Michael Hutchinson welcome back video? <laughs> that would, you know, it's just, it's terrific. so crazy and they probably will because it's funny. And Hey, well, I mean, listen, it, all things, you know, all, all kidding aside, he was a nice part preseason? of 
preseason that? highlights preseason highlights on the well, video? Well, he was a nice part of the Silver Knights organization. You know, they they, they liked him uh, yeah, but down he played there. preseason, right, for the VGK? That's where he like, he, he played some preseason from. games, yes. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's all good. I mean, listen, they got to show up. You know, all kidding aside, VGK's got to show up this one. You got to have yeah. a quick start, yeah. and hopefully Three they'll... Three four days for, for Columbus. What's that? Three games in four days, and they're tanking. It's a must-lose situation. Listen, I'm just saying, VGK better not treat it like that. Because if this is the game where people are bridge jumping already, so now if uh, Sunday against uh, something weird happens against Columbus, uh, I mean, this was the team that knocked Gerard Gallant basically out, I believe, where they lost uh, 4 nothing at home to Columbus on a Saturday night, and then the road trip, he got one game, I think it was at Buffalo, and then he got the can or something like that. And obviously, this is a much different Blue Jackets team. So, yeah, I mean, they're the Blue Jackets. Yes, they're tanking, but even teams that are tanking do win every now and then. And God forbid if it happens on Sunday, you know, against the Golden Knights. They, you know, a first period knockout blow, like a 4 nothing lead, would be a real nice way to erase what happened on Thursday. Oh, this is, uh, that's right. This was the game earlier in which uh, Carlson scored that terrific goal off of his skate. Terrific goal. Yeah, it's just phenomenal. Awesome. Off skate. Great yeah. goal. And uh, Eichel uh, hit in the face with the puck in that game, as we recall. Was this the shootout game in which uh, LT said to, to put in Cotter on the shootout? No. I don't know. I don't know. Because Cotter scored his. First. Yeah, no, I remember the game. I can't remember if it was if this was if it was this situation or not. Honestly, I don't out. know. Okay, all good. Uh, should be a W for the VGK, and we will uh, again post uh, our predictions on our Twitter handle Sunday morning at the buffet line. When we're at the buffet line, we'll do it. One o'clock start. That's kind of odd. I can only imagine something with the travel and who's playing the next day or something like that. Or I don't know. I mean, T-Mobile, what they're doing, they got the next round of the of the tournament here, right? But that shouldn't matter, I don't think. Yeah, they will. They will. That's coming up next weekend. But yeah, I mean, I don't think that's why they're doing a one o'clock Wednesday. game. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it takes them no time at all, as we've seen, for them to put the court and flip the ice. No, they did UFC. To, they did UFC one night overnight. And that it was a bad, bad ice. That definitely was... Heavy. That it heavy. It was heavy. It was ice. heavy. Very ice. heavy ice. It was yeah. It was last Saturday's quick turnaround, which is why Golden Knights lost yesterday uh, Thursday night. There you go. Okay, I just want to st- spend a lot of time on WTF. Can you tell? I'm chomping at the bit. There's so much. Is that supposed to be my head when people, or is that Cassidy? You, Cassidy. So this is yours. You, you, this is you, Tony. You got this going on a little bit. I got that from Cassidy. I didn't want to be like him. You go north and south. He's more of an east and west player. You're you're more north and south. That's why I score goals, because I just go straight ahead. Coming up next, it's time again for WTF. You don't want to miss it. Your takes as well as ours. Coming up next right here on Lockdown Golden Knights. Welcome back to Lockdown Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick. We come to you every Monday through Friday. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. And, of course, subscribe to the YouTube channel. So I just want to get into it. It's time for WTF again. What the Friday, because I'm not swearing, especially now during Lent, although I've slipped a couple of times, Over. especially during March Madness. Uh, Over. <laughs> bet those overs. Bet those overs on uh, quick. Yeah. Now four and one to the over. Okay, yeah. enough said. Enough, enough said. Okay, I'm going to start here with our WTF take. Darren Elliott and Derek England. 
please, 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 no complaining about the scheduling from the road trip to coming home on the post-game show. They said that the schedule was against the VGK. I'm like, can you please repeat that? Can you please stop? Are you really going to go there? This might take the whole segment. Yeah. I mean, come on, really? Like, VGK has had the best scheduling on the planet, thanks to Mr. Foley for trading out a lot of his vineyards and wine, vineyard tours and wine, okay? It just it, it just it put me over the top. Okay, and I, I don't mind. I thought that Bruce Cassidy and whoever their travel person is with VGK did a good job. Stay in Philadelphia, get yeah. a full night's rest, mm-hmm. and then travel during the day. Go home, sleep in your own bed with your puppy and your pregnant wife, and then come back the next day and 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 play hockey. I, I just can't understand this. So many teams have come here on the tail end of a back-to-back, having to, to travel, having to change time zones, and they're going to say that the schedule was against the VGK? No, 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 no. I, I, I just can't, I could not believe that they went there. Because of all the excuses in the world, scheduling has been something that has helped VGK along the way. WTF. So the Golden Knights, they send out usually a series of um, surveys throughout the season. They ask, you know, basically the pulse of what the season ticket holders are. And I fill every one of them out when I see them because I like to think someone does read these somewhere and it could help something. So there was um, a survey that was just sitting in my inbox for a while and I finally opened it up and it says, we value your opinion. We need your opinion. Okay, cool. So the first couple of questions are simply about sponsorships, about the car sponsors and stuff like that. I'm like, okay. And then it's how likely are you to buy a Toyota or a Hyundai or a Ford? I'm like, oh, whatever. Okay, sure. It doesn't apply. And it was like 14 questions deep. And then all of a sudden, and then they're all car questions. Every single one after, you know, what's your gender? How much money do you make? Uh, how many good games do you watch? It was all car questions. So, like, I thought at some point they were going to ask me how I felt about the concession prices or, you know, walking around in front of T-Mobile or the parking or the in-game experience. Like, no, it was all stupid questions about sponsors. So, VGK, don't send me these stupid surveys that are going to take my time that are only going to help you sell sponsorships because you're going to take this data that I give you and you're going to hand it to Ford or Hyundai or Chevy or whoever it is you're trying to pitch for millions of dollars and say, listen, 48% of our people are looking to buy a Hyundai right now. You need to sponsor us, and here's why. That is not why I'm a season ticket holder of this team. So stop sending me that garbage and ask me how I feel about the team and what's happening. Or ask or send me a survey about the survey. That's an even better idea. Let's plan a meeting for a meeting. You know, this is really good ways to spend our time. So WTF VGK, stop wasting my time and uh, stop, you know, making me feel like I'm wasting my money. WTF, Braden McNabb came in with one goal on the season. (laughs) Almost had a second goal last night. He comes in on Markstrom, first shot off of his pads really fast, quickly. He lifts the puck up and hits the top of the crossbar, but then goes into full Sully mode. He doesn't score often, so he doesn't know if a goal is a goal. So he's celebrating and skating around and jumping up and down. No, no, sir. Way too soon. Please don't do that again. No, Sully, unless you score, 
WTF. His last goal was on December the 27th against the Kings. That's 31 games ago. You need to know, Braden McNabb, when a goal is a stinking goal, WTF. I am so taking Braden McNabb Sunday for a lock of the night. Um, so another one here. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights were hosting uh, some, some events to become season ticket holders or change your seats to a new location this week. And I saw multiple people wishing to change from their current seats to different seats in the same exact price zone. You're more than welcome to do that, but you're going to do it at the new price. So what I'm trying to say here is, my tickets, full disclosure, everybody, I think I'm paying $36 a ticket right now in the back of 217 It started as $25 a ticket for, you know, because I'm a day one season ticket holder. So I'm in a really nice spot. I think it's going up to $40 a game next season, which is very reasonable. But as an example, if I wish that my good friends, Kevin and Christy, who sit right behind me, if they're going to give up their season tickets and I say, ooh, I want those tickets instead, one row behind me, I'm going to get charged 25% more per ticket to do so. They're going to hit me at the new member season ticket price. Um, another just poor example of something that this happened to a good friend of mine. They were selling season tickets in the same row that my friend had. When his renewal came up, he was still under contract. He was still under contract. A new season ticket holder could buy the same season tickets he has for like 20% less. It was like $4,000 less or something like that than what he's paying. You know, he has four tickets, $1,000 ticket through the math. So it took his season ticket rep told him basically to pound sand. Said, listen, here's the prices. Here's your contract. You know, th- thank you for being a loyal fan. It-, it took me actually sending an email to someone higher up. I knew within the organization who looked at it and said, yeah, this is crap. Let's get it fixed. So <clears throat> the business of the VGK needs to change a little bit. And it goes back to that survey that was sent out and it goes to what's happening with the season ticket prices and stuff. I really felt valued as a season ticket holder for the first, definitely when I first uh, got on the list before T-Mobile was even a thing before the golden Knights had a name before the golden Knights were even going to be guaranteed to become the league's 31st team. I really felt valued for the first few seasons. I don't feel the same value now. And if you want an example of that, just go down to a Henderson Silver Knights game and see what you're paying for tickets than what the team is selling tickets in your same role for the day of the game. So <clears throat> VGK, please treat your season ticket holders just a little bit better and don't send us pizza boxes for our season ticket member oh. box. I know we got those oh. nice reverse retro jerseys, but oh. every year we got a real nice box that was a real cool display piece. And now I got something that you can put um, a Taco Bell Mexican pizza in. Like, come on, what are we doing here? WTF, VGK, get your, uh, get your poop together here. And those events have not been good either. Not this year. They, oh. They've done some good ones, but this year yeah. sucked. Both Poorly of them organized, sucked right? I think was yeah. the biggest thing. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. And they know this. Like, the, like Kerry Bubalt, he, he goes to all these events. He's there taking notes and stuff. I know he sees it, and I know he'll do his best to make it better. So credit the team for having the brass at these events, literally taking notes on the fly. Kerry Bubalt's given all the credit in the world for this, and I've, I've personally complimented him on this. He walks around with one of those gold notebooks that the BGK sells, and he's constantly taking notes, whether he's at the games, whether he's walking around like in front of New York, New York, before the game, he's constantly watching everything. So credit him for at least knowing what's happening. Okay. I think some will Does change. you have to pay for that book, I'm sure, within the organization. 100%. Uh, 100%. More WTFs from, of course, all of our listeners and friends via Twitter at VGK underscore Mucky. WTF is with his team. This is from last night. Looking like a contender one night, then a favorite for Bedard the next. WTF. 
WTF from uh, John Shulley, 9110, at Lockdown VGK, WT Friday. Why am I still watching this game? That was rather painful later on, uh, unless, of course, you have uh, the, the over in that contest. Although that was not in doubt. What was it last night? Six? Six and a hook? It was six or six and a half. I, I, I'll give one more quickie here. So everyone bridge jumping because, you know, the VGK got their butts kicked last night. This is the second home regulation loss since January 22nd, I want to say, to the Rangers. And this is the second regulation loss overall since the All-Star break. So just relax, everybody. We're doing just fine. We're doing just fine. It's okay. We have a couple more here. Um, And then, uh, of course, we'll get out of here so you can start on your uh, St. Patrick's celebration uh, from Lewis Gregory. Really good ones. A couple of what the Friday candidates, why does uh, why did the Golden Knights not participate in warrior hockey? Uh, that's for disabled veterans um, with the creator's military ties. Seems like a no brainer. And then also, why do the referees, uh, why do the referees break up the Flurry Bennington <laughs> fight, which we definitely have to talk about. But um, again, didn't they have that sled hockey league here? They've done sled hockey, absolutely. The hundred percent, they've done sled hockey here. Okay, so have you seen that lately? What happened to sled? I haven't hockey? been around the rinks as much, so I can't comment one way or the other. But if but I had to guess, the visibility time? is I mean, still here. Halftime between periods, didn't they run this? No, I've never seen this. I, I don't think they would do the sled hockey between periods. I could be totally wrong, but I think I there I could be concern something. about the ice quality doing the sled hockey. But I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Okay, and then uh, what about the uh, Bennington uh, flurry? I mean, listen, the lines. There, there's only entanglement. When there's one linesman between a possible fight, you get out of the way. I'm surprised that that linesman stood in there strong. And, you know, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a judgment call at that point. Get out of the way. Let the boys go. And, and Flurry's audio was absolutely dynamite from that it. Was you guys, oh my that was God. cold. Oh, my God. That was, I mean, he that's so Flurry. He wanted to fight for the fans. He wanted to fight for the fans. So, Flurry, we, we were talking about this on my show when I saw my cards yesterday. We actually <laughs> ran a poll who we thought would win the fight between the two. And it was really close, like 52-48 Bennington, I think. But we found a Bennington. fight from Marc-Andre Flurry when he was a screaming eagle, whatever league that is. And he actually threw down pretty good about you know 17 years ago. But it was a good fight. So, look up Marc-Andre Flurry fight, and you'll find some with the screaming eagles. It was a good fight. It was a good fight. He can... Uh, he used to be able to throw. I don't know if he can now, but he used to. And he said that uh, his guy got hit in the nuts, right? That's what started, precipitated this fight. Jordan Bennington, he's just, uh, someone, he's needs to, to, someone needs to give it to him. He's going to come to his rescue. I think Flurry would have wiped him up, man. I hope Flurry so. wanted to fight, and Bennington looked like he didn't. But, yes, that was absolute gold. Well, Chris, uh, that wraps up our show, wraps up another week. Uh, we'll be back again on Monday. We'll be talking and recapping that Columbus game. Should be a yawner. Uh, We thank everyone for making Hmm. Lockdown Golden Knights your first listen. Now make your second listen. Game to game NHL. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Lockdown game to game covers every single game across the National Hockey League with local analysis, including that from at TD Chris G. And for my man, Chris Golick, I'm Tony Cardasco. Enjoy your day. Happy St. Patrick's Day. We'll see you again Monday. Have a great weekend right here on Locked On Golden Knights.